Connecting Home. Welcome to the Tingle Podcast, written by Angela Lavender and performed by Delphine Litke. We all know what it feels like to meet someone new, someone you have that instant connection with, a spark. The early stages after a first meeting that may turn into something much bigger. Something like a relationship. That feeling. The sensation of excitement and nerves when you see that special someone. The body sensation of the rush of emotions in those first moments. The feelings of joy and ecstasy just being near them. That feeling of the tingle. In today's episode, we'll be speaking about pop culture and how it influences our personal tastes. From princess movies to sexy grunge vibes, this episode dives into what originally gave us the tingle. They say that the music and pop culture that was popular when you went through puberty is what you are attracted to when you're an adult. I think this is partly true. When I was a little girl, I loved romantic fairy tales. I would bask in my tingle, watching the princess meet the unknown prince for the first time, Snow White being kissed awake by her prince tingle, Sleeping Beauty being kissed awake by her prince tingle, the little mermaid being kissed and therefore regaining her voice so she can tell the prince that she loves him tingle. All of these kisses saved these helpless characters. They relied on a male to bring them back to life, and I believed them. I soaked up all the romanticism of these fairy tales. I once had a conversation with a friend about this. I said something along the lines of, fairy tales have helped us to be unrealistic about our love lives and romantic futures. They molded us to believe that there will always be some guy who will sweep in and save our day. My friend looked at me with utter dismay. She had never thought about the experience of watching those films and how they had shaped her understanding of relationships and how these beliefs had let her down. I was so proud of my friend. She connected that she was living in a Cinderella story and that her prince was actually a controlling man. A man who had just started off being jealous, but as time went by, he had morphed into something more scary. She wasn't getting the tingle from him anymore. The tingle was gone. And unweaving herself from him put her in jeopardy. He worked so diligently to be her everything. And that included control over rent money, food money, where she was going, who she was hanging out with. Even things they did together became space she couldn't live in after the breakup. The one thing I know to be true about abusive men is that they never start out that way. They are charming. They know how to control the situation in order to sweep you off your feet. Things move quickly with them, and suddenly, you are trapped, isolated from your friends and family. The summer between grades 7 and 8, I was obsessed with Harlequin romance novels. Now, for those of you who have read those books, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you who do not know... I was reading those books because they had sex scenes and I wanted to learn all about it. Now you may be saying to yourself that someone at that age shouldn't be reading trash like that. And I would like to say that pre-internet, how did kids learn about sex? Conversations with friends was one way to learn, 
But that was limited to their own experiences or stories they had heard from older siblings, friends, or cousins. Reading it right there in the comfort of my barely teen room fulfilled all my questions about sex, but led me to believe that there may someday be a situation where I am on horseback. That horse spooks and runs away with me on it. The danger mounts as the horse and I approach a cliff that has a 50-foot drop to a creek bed. Suddenly, a man dressed in complete black and riding a black horse is at my side. He reins his horse in closely, extends his arm. I grab hold, and he pulls me into a sitting position on his lap, cradling me like a baby, with my head coming to a rest on his chest. I can hear the rhythm of his beating heart, the smell of his heat in the hot summer sun, the feel of his chest hair against my cheek. The horses slow down and come to a stop. We peer over the edge. Close call. We look deeply into each other's eyes and, well, you can fill in the ending. Yes, most of the storylines were complete bullshit, but let's be honest, I wasn't there for the storyline. I was there for the sexual descriptions. The 90s was the most amazing time to grow up. The grunge scene out of Seattle hit the little town I grew up in hard. Everyone started wearing plaid shirts with baggy and ripped jeans. We started listening to bands like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, and the Smashing Pumpkins. The moodiness suited us teenagers just fine. My crush, and by that I mean the guy I fantasized the most about, had the look down to a T. Often he wore a white or black muscle shirt, a flannel tossed over it, baggy jeans, and Converse shoes. Sometimes, when it was too warm for him, he would take off the flannel and tie it around his waist. His shaggy hair would be effortlessly tossed back with a simple shake of the head, his brown curls falling naturally back into place. His blue, piercing eyes peered into my soul every time we passed each other in the hall. He, conscious of his hair in his eyes, would casually flip it backward and stare deep into my eyes. Oh, my. <laughs> There's that tingle again. This boy's features are what I am most attracted to today. And get your head out of the gutter. I'm attracted to men, not boys. But if you were to call my best friend or sister and ask them to describe the physical appearance I'm most attracted to, they would say, brown curly hair with blue eyes. What can I say? I like what I like. So if you are single and fit this description and maybe have an affinity for tattoos, please email me at thetinglepodcast at gmail.com. Now, just talking about the 1990s has brought back many memories many tingles, and many regrets. <laughs> the grunge style has made some comeback in recent years, but has morphed from that grungy, no-care-about-my-hair-and-body-order style to more of a lumber, metro-esque style, where men still wear flannel, but with a very trimmed beard. They care about their appearance and what vibes they're putting out into the world. I am all for self-care and taking pride in your appearance. But here's the thing. Guys, Put some effort into controlling the hair down there. If you are expecting me to suck dick, I expect that area to be highly trimmed and cleaned. Put the same level of care that you put into your beard into your privates. Trimming makes your penis look bigger, and who doesn't want that? Plus, 
No one down in your area wants to emerge from it by pulling a hair out of their mouth that is longer than the hair on their head. And nobody wants to go down on you after a day of you sitting on your own junk. So even if you think, I had a shower this morning, it's not enough. If you have any stories from your own sexual awakening, please share at the tinglepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much to the amazing Nikki Kennedy for our opening song and for the music in the Tingle Podcast. You can find her at NikkiKennedy.ca or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube with the handle NikkiKennedyCA. If you enjoyed our show, please support us on our Patreon page, the Tingle Podcast. Tingle.